The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. Your host is Teresa Jungling. Although not a doctor, Teresa's extensive research enabled her to take control of her health after unexplainable health symptoms began taking a toll on her life. What Teresa has learned and what will be discussed with experts on today's show will undoubtedly help you too. Join us now for an hour that could quite literally change your life. Now, here's Teresa. Hello and welcome to Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health, where we come every week to share resources for minimizing toxins in order to live a healthier lifestyle. I'm your host, Teresa Jungling, and I'm excited to be here with you today. I'm someone who is passionate about toxins in our food, environment, personal care products, homes, and more because they have harmed my own health, and I want to inform you so you don't have to go down the same road that I did. Now, few, few can argue that the food we eat today is considerably different than what was consumed by our parents and grandparents just a generation or two ago. Our food is all too often processed with genetically modified ingredients, preservatives, pesticides, and chemicals, and not even to mention things like added hormones and antibiotics. We call this episode today, Real Food Bloggers, Unprocessed and Unmodified, and I'm excited to have two great guests with me today to discuss just that. They are both real food bloggers. I have Christine Cochiarella from Real Food Girl Unmodified and Julie Hornbecker from Whole Food, Real Food, Good Food. Christine, known in the real food blogging community as Real Food Girl Unmodified, is a classically trained chef turned anti-GMO, pro-organic, food hippie blogger with a passion for real unmodified foods. She shares heartwarming, honest, and witty stories with recipes featuring tasty, down-home meals that focus on using unmodified foods and ingredients. Her easy-to-follow tips and resources will help you start your real food journey and unmodify your diet and your life. And I also have Julie from the blog Whole Food, Real Food, Good Food. Julie is a mom and wife with a passion for healthy food and cooking. She has an undergraduate degree in psychology and a master's degree in counseling psychology. She started her blog because she felt a moral obligation to share this information with as many people as possible. She likes to use minimal basic ingredients, and she shares recipes and strategies for incorporating these recipes into daily life. Her goal is to inspire a love and appreciation of real food. And I'm, I'm excited to get into this topic, so let's just jump right in. And, and first off, I want to thank both of you for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for having yeah. us. Yes, yes. Um, Christine, you were actually one of the first real food bloggers that I learned about and followed a couple of years ago as I started my own journey down um, real food, and, and I continue to, to follow you today and appreciate all the information that you put out there. And, and Julie, the same. I um, haven't been following you quite as long as, as Christine, but um, I appreciate all the information that you do put out there. So um, let's just jump right in and, and have some questions lined up for you. So I just want to um, get a little background about each of you, and if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. And um, Christine, I'll start with you, and I want to hear about your your. TSM, as you refer to him, too, in your, in your blog. 
the stud muffin. Yeah, that's what I accidentally <laughs> call my husband of almost 19 years. Um, my husband's retired Air Force, and we recently moved from Minnesota down to South Carolina to be closer to our grandchildren. And uh, we have two golden retrievers and a little seven-pound cat who I call Camilla Bean, the ninja spy kitty. <laughs> and um, we're just we're just basically just you know just getting by day to day and. And nothing real, nothing too exciting down here. I just had the grandkids come over this past weekend. That was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, so I cook and I blog. That's what I do. And it's, I, I love it. I love what I do. Great, great. And, Julie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yes, um, I was born and raised in Northern Virginia. I now live in Ashburn, Virginia with my husband, and I have three children. I have a son who is 10, and I have two daughters that are 8 and 5. Um and I basically cook and blog all day, too, and I love it. Great, great. Um, next thing I want to ask you about is, is, you know, what made you develop an interest in real food? Was it um, maybe health issues or weight issues or, or um, just wanting to, to cook healthy for your family? What, what actually got you into real food, Julie? Um, well, for years, my husband um, had been struggling with his weight, and we had some successes, and we had some setbacks. We pretty much tried every diet out there, um, and a few years ago, probably about two years ago now, he asked me to help him um, with the Bowflex plan, and the plan basically requires you to buy healthy choice and lean cuisine meals. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I went to the store to buy these meals for him, um, I had never read an ingredient label before. It never dawned on me to read the ingredients, but I was wondering what made a healthy choice healthy. So um, I looked at the ingredients, and I just remember... I still remember the three things that crossed my mind was the alarming number of ingredients in it, the complexity of the ingredients, and the fact that they were um, ingredients I had never heard of and I didn't understand how they could be healthy. So I immediately went home. I started Googling all of these ingredients, um, going into my pantry, looking at everything I've been feeding my family. I literally went into shock, and I spent weeks glued to my computer learning as much as I could about these ingredients. And during this whole process, I thought to myself, people out there have no idea. I had no idea um, what we're eating um, and how it's affecting our health. And I talked to my friend Linda about this all the time, and she's like, you really need to start a blog and share this with people because people don't know. Um, and like you said, I felt a moral obligation. I was like, I need to share this with people. So I started my blog. Great. I, I like on your blog where you said it um, you've gone from things like Slurpees to watermelon slushies, from yes. flavor ice pops to kale pops, from pop tarts to almond flour muffins. So, yes, so you I, we made the drastic no changes. I, right. I disgusted at what I, I fed my, my son growing up <laughs> when he was little, but I yeah. had no idea. Yep, yep. So it's great that you, you have now taken on the blog and, and trying to inform others, and, yes. and that's fantastic. Yes. So, um, Christine, if you could just tell us a little bit and um, maybe just a touch on your health background, what, what got you into real food? Sure. Um, for me, it was kind of a combination of things. I had um, a good friend of mine had joined a popular wellness catalog company to rid her house of toxic chemicals and cleaning products and kind of like going green. And, and, I, and I jumped on board and, and in being part of that company and talking to people about those products, I started doing some research and found my gosh, if this is in our, if this is what they're putting in our personal care items and our laundry items and our cleaning items, what are they putting in our food? And one night during a bout of insomnia, I was Googling something online and happened to cross um, 
the food documentary Genetic Roulette by Jeffrey Smith and the um, Institute for Responsible Technology. And, and I watched it, and I just I sat there with my jaw hanging open and tears streaming down my face, and, and it was like, it was like a light bulb went off and, and like the, the puzzle pieces that were scattered all over the table had finally been put together for me. And it's like, that's why I feel like crap all the time. I wonder if this is why I've been dealing with infertility and, and I can't have children after being told, um, you should be able to, everything is fine. Um, and just not feeling well and having headaches and being exhausted and dealing with insomnia. And I mean, you name it. I mean, just the slew of health issues and that next morning I woke up and, and I told, I told the stud muffin, um, <laughs> we are, uh, we're, we've been eating crap and, and I'm really sorry that I've been feeding you crap and I'm throwing everything in the pantry out and we're, we're going to go as unmodified as possible. And, um, and, and getting rid of GMOs was the biggest, was the biggest, most important step for me. Um, it was kind of like once you, I couldn't unsee and unhear what I had seen and heard. And, and, and I like, you know, Julie just it's kind of like you, you can't believe it. And, I mean, and I'm, I'm a chef, and, you know, and we use, you know, real, whole, clean ingredients when we're cooking in school, but it, it's not necessarily organic or GMO-free, you know. And so I'd come home, and I would still use some processed ingredients and things like that. And, um, and, uh, and just ever since then, I, I kind of, that was like the platform the segue, if you will, the catalyst for getting me um, turning into a little bit of a research junkie and, and becoming a, a label reader and an ingredient researcher and and basically just questioning every single company out there that has a product. Why are you putting this in there? Why you know why is it in a product here in the U.S. but it's not overseas? And and so it's. Um, it's it's pretty much that 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 documentary is what started it all, and you know and and going green and if that's what they're putting in our the products that we're using in our house what's going in our food and then I found out what was going in our food and I was I was mortified and angry and I knew changes had to be made and I knew that I had to tell other people what I had learned. Right, I I'm just like you guys, both of you. Um, it's just shocking once you start doing a little bit of research and, and then you, you do a little bit more and a little bit more and it's just, just amazing what's going on out there and, and our food, um, I tell people, is you know can be toxic, of course, so um, it's either healthy or, or it's going to create disease. And that brings me to the next question, actually, um, to ask each of you about your blog. And, and Julie, I like the quote at the top of your blog by Ann Wigmore, uh, the food you can eat can either be the safest and most powerful form of medicine or the slowest form of poison which is so true. So can you tell us how long you've been a blogger and, and a little bit about your blog and what, what type of things people will find on your blog? Sure. Um, I've been a blogger for about a year and a half, and the bulk of my site is a recipe collection with recipes that I've made and loved um, that only contain real ingredients. Some of the recipes I've come up with, um, a lot of them I haven't, and I cite where I've gotten the recipe from or I've tweaked a recipe to make it real. Um, where it wasn't necessarily real to begin with. A lot of recipes contain Lipton onion soup mix, for example, so I would make my own onion mix and then use that in the recipe instead. Um, I also have a page at schoollunchmakeover.com, and that contains pictures and explanations of my kids' lunches. Um, I also have information about GMOs, um, what what ingredients indicate a product likely contains a GMO. People might know what a GMO is, but they might not necessarily know what ingredients to look for, so they know if a product is at risk for GMOs or not. 
Um, I talk about how to get started with real food. Um, I have items that I recommend for the kitchen, lunch boxes. I have my favorite brands and products, and I also have a label library which defines all the ingredients that we should be avoiding. So all those ingredients you see on a package, you have no idea what they are. I've um, defined them on that page. And I also talk about foods you should never buy, and then there's a bunch of books that I recommend um, for people to read. Great. And I... I was going to mention your label library if you didn't, because I, I, I take advantage of that resource often. So thank you for providing that. Sure. <laughs> um, Christine, nice job with, with your recent website redesign. I guess maybe it's been a few months now, but I, I remember when you went through that. So um, can you tell people about your blog and, and what they would find on your blog? Sure. I've been blogging for approximately 20 months. And, and on my blog, I, I like to kind of think of my blog as a great starting point for people that are new to real food, because I, I kind of take a a stance that real food isn't all or nothing, um, especially especially if you're anything like I was when I first started and learned about real food. It can be very overwhelming, and you can easily start to feel like you're a failure or you just pretty much just stink as a human being and as a parent because you fed your family this stuff, and it's easy to just kind of get into the shaming, the real food shaming that goes out there, and I don't buy into that at all. I think that any step forward is a good step, and so on my blog, um, this is a safe place for people, um, whether they're 50-50 real food, processed food, 60-40, 75-25, 90-10, 80-20, whatever it may be, um, this is a safe place because uh, I still use organic cane sugar in some of my recipes because I personally don't feel well when I use large amounts of maple syrup or honey in a recipe. I get real jittery and shaky. So, um, so my, my blog is kind of a, is a, is a safe haven for people just starting out in the real food world. Um, I also have, um, a little section that I call ingredient 411, where I kind of break down information on, uh, on, for example, I have an article on raw milk and an article on soy. I've got a section called real food guidelines. I started out and it was real food rules and I changed the guidelines when I started getting feedback from my readers when they were saying, you know, um, we just we just can't follow all the rules. It's just not possible for either our budget or the area that we live in. And I never understood that until we moved down here to South Carolina and I didn't have the access close by to the types of food that we were eating in the Twin Cities. And and it's almost like I was moved down here to see that so that I could understand things from my reader's point of view. And so I, I changed it to guidelines. Um, I focus on Dirty Dozen and Clean 15 because I feel it's important for people to understand pesticides um, on and in their foods and how to best avoid those. And then I've got a section on um, GMO. I call it GMO 411. I've got information for newbies, some GMO-free shopping, and some GMO-free living. And then the, the, the main portion of the blog, of course, is going to be my chef-inspired recipes where I use as few highly processed foods as possible. Um, I do have a 30-minute Mondays where I will use an occasional packaged food, but it's not going to be a highly processed food. And in that post, I'll share a, a, a good, better, best. Um, you know, like instead of using a, a, a GMO cracker, you know, let's, let's, find a, let's find an organic cracker that has very few ingredient, ingredients if you happen to, if I have a recipe that would maybe call for crackers or something like that. So, um, so that's basically pretty much the, the extension of the blog. But for me, it's more about, it's more about GMOs and just ridding, ridding those from our diets. And so I focus on recipes that are GMO-free. Okay, and I do want to definitely touch on GMOs in just a minute because I know we're all passionate about that. Um, what exactly, and, and, you know, 
by being a blogger myself, um, know how hard, how much work is involved within blogging. And I have respect for other bloggers who um, are building their blog and um, there's just a ton of work that goes into it. So, so what motivates each of you to continue writing your blog and um, putting out the posts and, you know, making the, the recipes and things like that? Um, whichever wants to go first on that one. Um, I'll go. Uh, basically, for me, it's um, every time I go to the food store, I'm inspired. I see what people are putting in their carts. Um, I, I want to go up to them and, and talk to them, and obviously I don't. Um, they think I was a crazy person, but I, it makes me want to go home and write and just you know, let more and more people know. Um, it also upsets me when I go to have lunch with my kids at school and I see what um, you know, a lot of these kids are eating for lunch. And I, you know, people just don't realize... Um, how bad all this processed food is for them. They don't realize what's in, in these products. So I just, I want to write and get, you know, as many people educated as possible. Great. And Christine? Yeah, my reason is, is very similar to Julie's. It's, you're out shopping and you see what people are putting in, the, in their carts and, and my heart just breaks and I just want to go up to them and just hug them and go, there's a better way. <laughs> let me let me help you. Yeah. Um, and, of I course, feel. I don't do that because, you know, I'll get the same thing, the weird looks, and people <laughs> might call store security on me. But it's And then my readers, um, there are just still so many people that I haven't been able to reach and then the people that are loyal and, and follow me and... and read my blog and, you know, interact with me on social media, it's, it's, I, I, I do it for them too. Um, it's, you know, because I know that the time that I take to do what I do and what I share is appreciated and it's needed. Um, you know, what, what, what bloggers do is needed. It definitely is needed. So it, and the internet makes it so nice that we can, we can share what we learn with others. And, and, you know, I learned from so many people online and it's tremendous. So um, I do want to ask you, we are, we're going to go to a break shortly, but before we do, I, I do want to ask um, this month is non-GMO month and, you know, we, we've touched on it a little bit already, but we are all passionate about uh, GMOs and, and removing them from our food. And so, um, Christine, I, I, and both of you, I know, have GMO information or non-GMO information on your blogs. Um, Christine, as a chef, you know, you were saying that you, you know, didn't have or, or didn't use organic or non-GMO foods or in the past. So what has turned you off on GMOs, I guess? Um, when I eat anything that has GMO soy or corn in it, I am... I become violently ill within 20 minutes. So physical reaction, right? And, and I think that just, and then, you know, when I, when I started taking that out and then, you know, every once in a while I'll, I'll maybe, you know, shortly after that I'd like go to a fast food place and, and I'd, you know, I'd, I'd have something that I know, uh, like a soda, for example, that has high fructose corn in it, which is more than likely from GMO sugar beets. Um, and, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, from GMO corn. And, um, <clears throat> And, and I'll get sick. And, and so it was just like, okay, this, these are the symptoms I was having before. And then going back and looking at labels in the grocery store of what I was eating and finding all these ingredients and, and you know, two and two made four. And, and that's how I came to that. So that was the biggest thing is, is my health and my digestive health. Okay. And Julie? Um, so I really try hard um, not to purchase an item if it has a GMO ingredient in it, if it's not organic or verified non-GMO. That's how we try to avoid them. And I know there's a rule out there. I think Michael Pollan said, 
we should avoid products that are more than five in number. But when it comes to GMOs, you, um, that rule doesn't really um, hold true because um, there's a lot of products, like for Tostitos, for example, there's three ingredients, but it's corn, vegetable oil, which consists of corn and canola oil and salt. So basically, it's just it's filled with GMOs. There's only three ingredients, but they're filled with GMOs. So you really need to read your labels and not just the front of a package where it says all natural. That means nothing. Um, you really need to make sure a product is organic or non-GMO or verified um, to be sure you're not eating GMOs. The all-natural thing really upsets me a lot because um, people don't turn, turn the package over and read the ingredients. And if they do read the ingredients, they might not know that corn syrup is genetically modified. Right, and I'm going to um, speak about this a little bit later in my current events segment, but um, natural, and, and I, I know you've mentioned um, on your blog and, and things that, you know, it's a marketing gimmick, so um, a lot of the labeling and things like that, and, and natural just doesn't mean a whole lot, so, and we do need to definitely look for those those labels organic and or the non-GMO project verified, so, yep, great. So we are going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll continue to talk to Christine and Julie regarding real food. And if you have a question about real food that you'd like answered, please tweet it at hashtag LNT Radio. We look forward to talking with you in just a few moments. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Teresa Jungling of Living Natural Today is a fierce advocate for health and wellness. She knows firsthand how one's health can be damaged as a result of toxins, stress, and an unhealthy diet. To learn more about how toxins can impact your health, please visit her website at www.livingnaturaltoday.com. Sign up to receive her free newsletter and as her gift to you, receive a free guide chock full of useful resources, including links to real food bloggers and recipes, information on organic standards, GMOs, chemicals, recommended safe products, and much more. If you are someone who wants to minimize your exposure to toxins in and around your home or are someone who simply wants to live a more natural and healthy lifestyle, then Living Natural Today's 14-day program to better health is for you. In this 14-day program, you'll receive practical steps and recommendations that will help root out toxins in your food, home, personal care products, and more. With daily email guidance, videos, and detoxification tips, this program is sure to open your eyes and transform your health. Sign up today at livingnaturaltoday.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. To reach Teresa or her guests on the show, please tweet using hashtag LNT Radio. You may also send an email to radio at livingnaturaltoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi, everyone. I'm Teresa Jungling. Thank you for joining us today. 
I'm back with my guests, Christine Cochiarella from Real Food Girl Unmodified and Julie Hornbecker with Whole Food, Real Food, Good Food. And in the first segment, we were talking about um, food philosophies, real food, unhealthy ingredients that are on processed food. And now we're going to get into a little bit about the health benefits of, of eating real food. Um, first off, though, I do want to ask each of you if there, to be honest, if there are times that you do cheat with your diet. <laughs> So I, I know that um, health-wise, you probably don't, Christine, but um, are there any times that you fall back into not eating real food? Um, you know, actually, I, I, don't, I don't really like to call it a diet because I don't feel like I'm dieting. Like, you know, like, like if I were on like a, you know, well-known calorie counting, journal-keeping type of diet. Um, but yes, there are times when... Uh, it's just like uh, sometimes a girl just wants a meringue cookie from Trader Joe's. <laughs> um, or sometimes I would just like to have a couple of organic jelly beans. Um, we were out and about running errands last night, and I was really thirsty, and uh, I had four sips of, of Coke, and I, I haven't had a Coke in probably, oh, shazam, I don't know, about 18 months or so, maybe longer, because um, mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I try to avoid caffeine. Caffeine and I, I don't get along. So, um, you know, I had a few sips of, of Coke, and, of course, I paid for it. But, you know, yes, there are times when sometimes it's just like you're, you're, just, you're just tired of reading labels and, and, and preparing everything from scratch. And so sometimes there are days when um, I won't be as picky, but I'm still, I'm still, I still don't, I, I'm not going to just go out and buy a bag of Cheetos. Let me just put it that way. I'll, I'll at least try and find an organic or a non-GMO version of, of something if I'm just feeling like I absolutely just want to, you know, snarf down a package of puffed cheese. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, yep. Um, how about you, Julie? Um, I'm pretty much the same as Christine. I don't consider it cheating because I don't consider us on a diet. Um, I just consider us trying to eat the best we can every day. And especially with my kids, if they're offered a cupcake at school, I want them to have the cupcake and I want them to enjoy it. Um, I don't want them to worry about, about food or feel guilty about the food they're eating. And we do so well at home. They juice, they have smoothies at home that I don't really get bothered if they have a cupcake with their friends or they have some frozen yogurt because I know we're doing so much better than we were a few years ago. Um, so I don't, I don't really consider it cheating. And when I go out, you know, if I'm at a friend's house, I'll, you know, I'll have a cookie or, or whatever they're serving. So I try not to be so strict about it. In the beginning, I was super strict, and I felt like I would get really frustrated with it. So I've tried to, you know, just be real about it and do the best I can when I'm at home. And when I'm out, I'll, you know, if all that's available is a cookie, I'll, I'll eat the cookie. That actually leads into the the next one of the questions I was going to ask is if you stress about eating healthy and and I think that you've just answered it right there. Um, I think that it's important for um, the audience to realize that when you jump into eating real food or you know um, it, it's a process and it, it you know takes time to to learn new ways to to cook and to shop and things like that and and to you know give yourself some grace like you guys are saying about um, you know and and looking out for things but um there are times that you you might fall back and and you know just need need a quick snack or something like that and um it's okay just give yourself grace and and move forward and keep keep learning more and keep growing that way so 
um, thank you for, for being honest about that and open. Um, I think that's important for everybody to, to understand that way. Um, do you, and I myself actually do not like to cook. And for me to change over to real food, um, it was a process. And I, you know, I, I do cook real food now. I, I um, have limited probably the number of meals that I, I do cook because I'm not a, a great cook and I don't enjoy it. But um, but I, I know it's needed and, and for my health, I, I do it. Um, and for my husband's health also. But do you um, cook from scratch every day if you're preparing maybe a dinner, you know, your dinner meal for your family. Do you cook from scratch every day, Julie? Um, I usually cook on the weekends, so I do not cook from scratch every day. If I do make something every day, it's usually a vegetable. I'll, I usually, I love to roast vegetables. I'll throw them on a cookie sheet at probably about 400, some salt, pepper, and avocado oil, toss them, and um, I'll roast a vegetable to go with a meat. So I'll make a, sometimes a chicken or a roast on the weekends. And I have my daughter in the kitchen with me who I've taught um, to cook, and I, I really think that's very important for anyone with young children to get them in the kitchen, teach them about real food, teach them cooking. It really helps them to appreciate real food and understand um, what's going into their bodies. So now my eight-year-old, while well, I'm making dinner on the weekends, um, she'll bake bread, muffins. I just give her the recipe, and she can do everything. Um, wow. She can even crack the egg. We went and bought a bunch of you know super cheap eggs, and we sat there one day, and we just cracked a bunch of eggs until she, she figured it out. Um, so I think that's really important. Um, so no, I do not cook from scratch every day. I'll, you know, I usually use my Sunday, um, for cooking. Do you, so you make the majority of the meals on the weekend yeah, and I then the majority of the meals, I make a bunch of all my spice mixes. I make those, I put them in Mason jars probably once a month. Um, I usually make some broth, um, from chicken bones in my crock pot. Um, so my son loves soup. So if I want, you know, make him some, some chicken soup, I'll use um, the broth for that. Um, we make a bunch of muffins and freeze them. So we have, you know, it's easy to grab a muffin. And I talk about that in, on one of my posts in my blog. And so those mini muffins, my kids, you know, I used to buy those, buy, you know, crazy amounts of those. And they love them. So now we just make mini muffins and we freeze them. And if we need to run and go somewhere, we just grab them out of the freezer. Um, so I think freezing is huge. Like if you can just bake a bunch of stuff and freeze it, um, and mason jars are great for that also for like making sauces and broths. Um, so yeah, I feel pretty much on the weekends is when I do the bulk of my cooking. That's great advice because it, it doesn't make it seem so overwhelming throughout the, the busy right. weekdays. So that, right. that's great advice. So how about and, you, Christine? Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Julie. Another thing with kids is I, I prep their lunches at night as much as I can. So in the morning, I just have to pop a few things in and, and we're done. So that helps a lot, too. Definitely, because, yeah, those busy mornings running around, mm-hmm. you don't want to be thinking yeah. about all that, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how about you, Christine? I would say I cook from scratch four or five days out of the week. Um, it's it's For the most part, it's just the stud muffin and I. And so usually... Um, you know, the, like the recipes that I feature on the blog are usually for four or more people, but I usually cut those down for us. So every once in a while, I'll go ahead and just make a full recipe so that we've got leftovers for, you know, if I, if we, if I can get one or two leftovers out, you know, that, that kind of gives me a break from having to, to cook every single, um, every single day in the kitchen. But otherwise, yes, if we want to eat, <laughs> I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> I used to, I used to do what Julie did, um, and I would take, uh, one or two days a week and, and, and do the, 
the majority of the prepping and components each dish. Um, and then we moved, and I ate. I I don't I it's like I lost my mojo <laughs> and so and so I haven't been doing that as much I keep saying as soon as as soon as we get into our own house I will I will do that again because I do miss spending that day or two getting all that taken care of and then just kind of relaxing and chilling out the rest of the week. Yes, yes. I think it's maybe it's too much fun in the sun down there, huh, in South Carolina? <laughs> yes, exactly. And the beach, the, the ocean is calling. But I did yeah. second what she said about having mason jars and, and utilizing your freezer. We've got a chest freezer in the garage, and I, I have became a, I have become a little mason jar junkie, and um, and and that has been that's been super helpful because I will do the same thing too. I'll I'll make probably close to. I want to see maybe two or three gallons of, of bone broth, chicken bone broth, every every few weeks or so, um, and those mason jars come in handy, and so does that freezer. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, we touched on this just briefly, but Julie, I do want to ask you, um, how challenging is it to um, have a real food lifestyle when it comes to having children? Um, I know you mentioned your other website that you have about about lunches and things like that, but um, there are a ton of snacks and, and things that can be made for for kids. And, and I, I like the fact that you said that you're you're teaching your kids right off the bat, you know how to how to crack the eggs, how to how to make different things. That that's tremendous. So um, if you can just address that just briefly about um, having children and eating real food. Well, I um, I call them snack plates, and I put a plate of food out. It usually consists of a fruit, a vegetable. Um, sometimes I'll make homemade crackers out of almond flour. Um, I've learned to make cheese out of almonds. Um, they love that. I've learned to make caramel dip out of dates and almond milk. So I'll, you know, I'll put little treats like that out. So I've tried to find some of the stuff they've loved and make it healthier. So my daughter loves apples and caramel dip. Um, so I'll put that out. And I feel like if they have food out at their disposal, they'll eat it. If I put carrots and apples out, they'll eat it because it's there. A lot, they, a lot of times kids go and they'll graze in the pantry because they're bored. And um, if the food's there, they'll eat it. Um, it is a challenge a lot of the times when they come home from school and they ask me why I don't buy real food. Because their friends have Twinkies and Oreos and Lunchables. And to them, they think that's real food. And they get upset because they don't get, quote, unquote, real food. Um, my daughter's been made, a, made fun of um, for her lunch before. Kids said she had chicken salad in a bowl, and a kid said it looked gross. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I, I told her how to handle it. I said, just explain to him that this is the food you like to eat and leave it at that. Um, she hasn't seemed to have a problem since. but So that's hard, you know, when their lunches look so different from everybody else's. And, you know, when you're in third grade, it's a big deal. All right. But we've, um, we've seen, we seem to handle it, and... I still haven't broken down about the Twinkie or Oreo, so. <laughs> That's great. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't no. cave in. <laughs> Don't stay away no. from the dark side. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I think, I think, you know, we're doing, we're doing pretty good with that. Now we did, uh, and this sort of goes along with what you were just saying, and then we spoke just briefly about this earlier too, but how do you find it difficult to eat healthy around your friends and family or if you're at a party or, you know, some sort of get together? I, I know I had somebody, uh, guest post on my blog and, and the title was something like how to eat healthy without sounding like a, a weirdo. So, you know, it, it is so different, unfortunately, to other people that, you know, we're eating real food, which really is, should be, you know, normal food and everything for everybody, but it's not, unfortunately. So do you feel like you're, you're judged a little differently when you, when you get together with other people? Uh, Christine? Um, 
It, no, not not typically, uh, because I think I've I've tried to do as good of a job as I can, you know, explaining things to to people. So typically, just to avoid that awkwardness, I just invite people over to our house. That way, I've got control of the kitchen, and I still make popular foods, um, but I can just, as I like to call it, unmodify them or real foodify them. Um, but if I know that I'm going to be going out to eat somewhere that that isn't going to have maybe the a selection of foods that maybe I could eat safely or if I'm going to just be going over to someone's house that just doesn't have the same food philosophy that we have, I'll eat a little bit before I go. And then um, I haven't had to take my, 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 I had irritable bowel syndrome really bad before I switched over to real food and had to take medication several times a day. And um, I still keep a little bottle of that medication because I, I, I know I'm going to have an episode if I eat something, you know, and so I'll, I'll usually take one of those little pills before I go over to someone's house or to a restaurant. But I try to eat at least a little bit beforehand so that, you know, if, I, if, they, if they don't have something that's 100% not going to make me ill or just doesn't line up with my food philosophy, I can at least be polite and, you know, and have some and, and you know, do my best to enjoy that and be appreciative of their efforts and, um, but then, you know, but then not get really sick. That's great advice. Great. Uh, Julie, how about you? Um, no, it's actually usually a talking point when I'm around my friends because they all know about my blog. So it's actually always like a joke. They're like, Julie, is this non-GMO? Should we be eating this? Um, and it's usually just um, it's a big discussion. We always end up talking about food when I'm around, and I love it. Um, I, you know, I love my friends calling me, asking me questions, or sharing their stories with me. Um, I have several friends that have recently started juicing, um, they've gotten their kids to start juicing, and nothing makes me happier. So I, I don't feel awkward um, around them. If I go out, you know, to lunch, I'll order, you know, fish tacos without the tortilla. And, you know, my friends know me. They love me for who I am, and I'm not uncomfortable. And, um, you know, I'm just who I am, and I surround myself with people who love me unconditionally. So um, I never feel awkward at all about it. Great. Yep. And like you said, you, you surround your pe- yourself with people who understand and, and who um, are willing to learn, too, because like you said, yeah. it brings up great discussions. So yeah, Exactly. Yep. And it's great to have supportive friends and family, too. Yeah. Yeah, d- definitely. Um, now I want to get into your recipes. And um, first, how do you come up with ideas for your recipes? So, um, Julie? So, like I said, I take... Um, I try to take all the, the goodies my kids loved and healthify them. So um, my son absolutely loves mashed potatoes, loves them. So I made um, cauliflower mash one night because cauliflower is super good for you. Um, nobody knew. They loved it and ate it, and I told them it was cauliflower after they ate it, and they couldn't believe it. But, um, and it's super easy. You just steam some cauliflower on the stovetop, and once it's nice and soft, you stick it in a food processor, add a little... Um, grass-fed butter, some, I use ghee, and um, a little bit of, I like Himalayan pink salt, and some pepper, and you've got cauliflower mash. Kids love it. Um, another thing then, my kids loved was chocolate pudding. So I learned how to make um, that with um, cashews. So, And I don't remember, I wish I could give this person credit for their recipe, and I don't remember where I got the recipe, but I basic, you basically salt, um, soak unsalted raw cashews for a couple hours and then you um, put it in a food uh, blender with some almond milk, coconut oil, raw cacao powder, um, maple syrup, vanilla, and salt 
and um, blend it up, pour it in a little ramekin, and stick it in the fridge, and you've got pudding. And cashews are super good for you, and all the ingredients in there are great for you. Caco powder, is, I think, has more antioxidants than any other food out there. Um, coconut oil is super good for you. Maple syrup is um, it's just it's a real sugar. It's non-genetically modified sugar. Um, and Himalayan pink salt I talk about on my blog is super good for you, too, with all the real minerals in it. So um, I took, you know, a pudding, a snack pack pudding that I used to feed them all the time, and, and now I feed them something that is good for them, and they love it. Yes, yes. And, and like you mentioned, it, you know, even with your um, replacement of, of mashed potatoes, and it, it doesn't have to be super difficult to do. No. You know, it, it, it sounds like, you know, and... and you know, that's a great thing to get across to people that, um, you know, it might seem like such a leap into real food, but, but there are easy things to do in order to get uh, good recipes. So. And most of the recipes on my site are easy and, you know, cause I, I liked my daughter to help me. So it, they're pretty easy. Um, I try not to use complicated recipes. Um, so, you know, pretty simple. So I have a bunch more, but I, I don't, I know we're going to run out of time. So. <laughs> right, right. And for people like me who don't like to cook, I, I love easy recipes. So. <laughs> yeah, so I have a bunch of easy recipes on there. So those, those were two that came to mind. Great, great. Thank you. Uh, Christine, how, how, how do you come up with new recipe ideas and, and how long does it take you to perfect um, a recipe? I, I know you've, you've written about that a little bit too, is how long it takes, but if you can just um, explain to the yeah, audience one thing how long. I don't, one thing I don't ever tell anybody is that even when a recipe does finally make it to the blog, it's still not perfect in in my eyes, in my opinion, to my taste buds. To it's just it's like the curse of a chef. It's we are constantly striving to make every time we make a dish, it's to make it better than we made it the last time. So I will typically test something anywhere. If it turns out right the first time, I'll test it one or two times at max more more just to make sure it wasn't a fluke um and then and then or if it's a recipe like maybe i'm doing a recipe remake um i found a recipe on another blog or website you know what this 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 has got some great bones let's go from here and you know i might i might remake that recipe three four five six times before it ever makes it to the blog um because i i want to make sure that um, that it's been tested and that every time I make an adjustment, it's the right adjustment. But I get, I get inspired. You know, it could be as simple as finding something in a grocery store. Um, I love to look through magazines. Uh, I'll watch cooking shows. Um, I, have a, I have a zillion cookbooks, a lot of them French cookbooks from culinary school. Um, gosh, I mean, one day I got inspired. I was at Trader Joe's when we lived in Minnesota and there was a family there that had out-of-state license plates, so I'm presuming that the Trader Joe's they were at was the closest one to them, and um, they were they were whipping out some Italian cold cuts and a and a and a baguette in the in the back of their in the back of their car, and they were making a sandwich before they hit the road, and that inspired a panini recipe that I have on my blog with some brie and some arugula and some um, some Italian um, prosciutto and some salam and. Um, and so sometimes I'll just be looking at other people, either what's in their cart or if they happen to be eating something, and I'll get inspiration from that way. Um, so, but, yeah, I do a lot of, and it gets expensive because of the fact that I, I think I am such a perfectionist. And, you know, well, it's one of the biggest things, one of the things that 
Stud Muffin hates is when we have people over, we'll sit down and everybody is just raving about how good it is and all like, oh, you know what, this, <laughs> this could use a little more salt or, oh, I should have I seasoned this or caramelized this longer or browned this longer or cooked it less or, you know, whatever. I'll always find something. And so he has a rule, no complaining about the food at the table. You can critique it after you leave. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good rule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good rule. Um, we are winding down our time here, so if I just want to ask each of you one uh, last question before um, letting you tell how people can contact you. But is there um, like one tip you can give somebody who wants to begin removing processed food from their life and and something easy that they can begin with, Julie? Um, I yeah, I guess hmm, I would say maybe just. Um, you know, take it super slow and maybe um, start with just a snack. Like instead of eating a bag of chips, switch to an apple and, you know, like a quarter piece of grilled chicken or um, pack some, you know, carrots um, and, I don't know, uh, guacamole for a healthy fat for a snack. And just start slow. Just start with your snacks maybe. Um, Start drinking lots of water because a lot of times people are dehydrated and they don't realize they feel hungry, but they're really thirsty. So I would recommend just starting drinking tons of water and add a lemon to it. It's delicious and lemons are so good for you. Um, I, I'm drinking lemon water now. I drink it all day long. Um, so, and that's an easy thing to do. Get a, you know, a good, like a stainless steel or even better, a glass water bottle um, and carry water around with you all day. You'll be amazed at how much better you feel um, being hydrated. Well, we walk around dehydrated all the time. We don't even know it, and it causes so many health issues. Um, so just that, switch your snack up and start drinking lots of uh, water. Okay, and then can you give your website, too, as to how people can contact you? Sure. It's wholefoodrealfood.com, and the other one was schoollunchmakeover.com. With the kids' school lunches, and on Facebook, it's um, facebook.com forward slash whole food, real food. Okay, great. And Christine, um, do you have one tip that you can leave with, with the audience? I do. It's I, I kind of believe that it's do what you can for your current budget, your situation, where you live, you know, your likes and dislikes. It isn't an all or nothing. Um, and and uh, I like to just start with avoiding one one ingredient, start there. You know, I started with avoiding MSG and high fructose corn syrup, and then I just kind of took it from there. So just baby steps, you know, one or two, one or two things at a time, and then when you've got that down and, and you feel like you've conquered that, then go on to the next thing. Um, but just take it step by step and, and so that you'll have success and you won't feel like a failure if you, if you, you know, just can't seem to do it all at once. Great. And then how can they contact you? You can find me at realfoodgirl.com. And, um, gosh, and I've got links to all my social media on my blog itself um, and my Facebook page is facebook.com slash capital R, capital F as in food, capital G, capital U, and then the rest of the word unmodified, so RFG unmodified. Okay. Okay, great. Well, we are going to take a short break, but I do want to thank Christine and Julie for joining me for today. Um, we've, I've enjoyed speaking to both of you, So, uh, but don't go away because coming up, we're going to talk about a few current events going on. So you're listening to Living Natural Today, Out With Toxins, In With Your Health on Voice America.
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. If you are someone who wants to minimize your exposure to toxins in and around your home, or are someone who simply wants to live a more natural and healthy lifestyle, then Living Natural Today's 14-day program to better health is for you. In this 14-day program, you'll receive practical steps and recommendations that will help root out toxins in your food, home, personal care products, and more. With daily email guidance, videos, and detoxification tips, this program is sure to open your eyes and transform your health. Sign up today at livingnaturaltoday.com. Teresa Jungling of Living Natural Today is a fierce advocate for health and wellness. She knows firsthand how one's health can be damaged as a result of toxins, stress, and an unhealthy diet. To learn more about how toxins can impact your health, please visit her website at www.livingnaturaltoday.com. Sign up to receive her free newsletter and, as her gift to you, receive a free guide chock full of useful resources, including links to real food bloggers and recipes, information on organic standards, GMOs, chemicals, recommended safe products, and much more. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Living Natural Today Out with Toxins, In with Your Health. To reach Teresa or her guests on the show, please tweet using hashtag LNT Radio. You may also send an email to radio at livingnaturaltoday.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back as we continue at Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. I'm your host, Teresa Jungling. Today, we've been talking about eating real whole food. Now, I want to get into some current events. And the current events that I want to make you aware of are going to revolve around, most of them are going to revolve around food, since that's what we were discussing today. Um, the first thing is, you know, real food, like, like we were saying, is really where it's at. But I know not everyone is able to always cook entirely from scratch. And there are some times where you have to um, purchase a purchase food from time to time. So first off, I want to make you aware of uh, Consumer Reports recently came out with an investigation called Where GMOs Hide in Your Food. And according to their recent uh, Consumer Reports National Research Center survey, more than 70% of Americans say they don't want GMOs in their food. In more than 60 countries, manufacturers must label foods that contain genetically modified ingredients, but GMO labeling isn't required in the United States. Yet, the Consumer Reports survey found that 92% of Americans want genetically modified foods to be labeled. And recently, Consumer Reports tested items like breakfast cereals, chips, soy infant formulas, and other popular products, and found that GMOs are lurking in so many of the packaged products, including those that are labeled natural. And as we discussed earlier, honestly, I I don't waste my money on food labeled natural. Um, The only labels you should look for when shopping are are organic or non-GMO project verified in order to get uh, GMO-free food. And the article goes on to state, you may be surprised to know that the federal government has not mandated that genetically modified organisms be proven safe before they are used in your food. But safety assessments are, are mandatory in other major developed countries. So unfortunately, here it is not. Um, in the United States. So if you're in favor 
of uh, the gen- the GMO labeling efforts and you live in Oregon or Colorado, be sure to vote on your upcoming labeling laws. And the rest of us just need to continue to get the word out about GMOs. And also, you know, you can contact our state legislators to express support for mandatory labeling. And so with all of that being said, I want to remind you that October is non-GMO month. And um, this month, health food stores across the United States and Canada are taking part in, in non-GMO month, celebrating our right to choose food and products that do not contain GMOs. And it's organized by the Non-GMO Project. This month-long event provides a platform for citizens and organizations to stand up for the right to know what's in their food and to choose non-GMO. And again, if, I, um, if you don't learn anything else from this, if you can take away, um, look for the organic label or the non-GMO project verified label to um, eat GMO-free as food is unlabeled still in the United States. And then moving right along, um, there was a recent article that Dr. McCullough's team mentioned that um, U.S. soda makers are pledging 20% calorie cut by the year 2025. And the American Beverage Association recently announced an unlikely partnership with the Alliance for a Healthier Generation, an organization founded in part by who? The American Heart Association. Really? You know, it's just things like this just make you go, hmm. Um, the idea of pop, the pop industry partnering with the American Heart Association sort of sounds odd, um, considering that, you know, sugar and fructose are so high in, in pop and, and it's one of the leading culprits in the increasing rate of heart disease in the U.S., um, also, rates of obesity and diabetes have soared um, as the consumption of pop has soared, too. Fortunately, it's, it's um, not as much so recently with the consumption of pop. Um, and yes, I do say pop instead of soda or cola. Sorry, but that's, that's where I'm from. We say pop. So. But how, how does the American Beverage Association plan to cut calories? Um, they stated, in order to ensure that we continue to see a reduction in beverage calories consumed, It will take our member companies working together and leveraging their marketing and distribution strengths to promote smaller portion sizes, water and no and low or calorie beverage options. In the next 10 years, the beverage landscape will be vastly different than it is now. When you walk down the beverage aisle in your local supermarket, there will be more options and more sizes so that you can make the choice that's right for you. More options and more sizes, come on. You know, the health risks of pop extend far beyond excess and calories. Honestly, you know, just stop drinking it. Um, I haven't drank pop in quite a few years, and, and guess what? I'm, I'm not missing out on anything. There's no nutritional benefits in pop. And actually, um, once I realized the damage it was doing to me, um, it's one of the first things that I, I actually eliminated. So I, I did take a, a sip pry, I don't know how long ago, just to see what it would taste like. And, and it's amazing how your taste buds change, and it, it just was gross, you know. So And I used to drink it all the time, so... Um, it can be done. You can you can stop drinking it. Um, I also want to make you aware that the Environmental Working Group is coming out with a food database that's going to be live shortly. And they said on their website, there's so many claims on food labels these days, and our diets are loaded with ingredients no one can pronounce. The EWG is sick of not knowing what we're putting in our bodies. We're tired of being told something's healthy and natural, only to find out it's actually maybe harmful. So they've come up with a database of 80,000 products, 5,000 ingredients, and 1,500 brands. They say other food, ba- ra- other food apps rate food products on nutrition, but we took it two steps further. The EWG is rating products on nutrition, ingredient concerns, and the degree of processing, and then they give it a score. And I've added a link on Living Natural Today's Facebook page where you can go and sign up for this tool so when it comes out, um, it'll be available to you. 
So I do also want to remind you that there are some great online health summits that are currently taking place. One, uh, Dr. Josh Axe is hosting this week called the Natural Cures Movement. And then next week, there's one called the Wellness Family Summit. I strongly encourage you to take advantage of either of these summits, and you can find information on Living Natural Today. And there's also, I know, a banner on the Voice America page of um, for my radio show. So we're coming up to the end of our program, and thank you for listening in. It was fun talking to the Real Food Bloggers. I, I would like to thank our guest today, uh, Christine Cochiarella from Real Food Girl and Modified, and Julie Hornbecker from Whole Food, Real Food, Good Food. Uh, Christine can be found at realfoodgirlonmodified.com, and Julie can be found at wholefoodrealfoodgoodfood.com. I'd also like to invite you to visit my website at livingnaturaltoday.com and download your free resource guide about minimizing toxins. Next week, I'm looking forward to having Mike Shade of Safer Chemicals Healthy Families to speak about just that, safer chemicals, and also the effort we're making and working with leading retails on creating comprehensive chemical policies. Until then, I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health. See you next week. Thank you for joining Teresa Jungling for this week's edition of Living Natural Today, out with toxins, in with your health. Please tune in again next Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.